Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ilikehugh.com. Now, let's get started. Hello everyone, welcome to the Hue virtual chat and it is our 60th show. Wow, I can't believe that we've come this far. It's been a crazy, crazy ride. Uh, you know what, and I want to just thank all of the ladies that have been guests on the show and have uh, supported us and look at, hello, happy 60th everybody. Hello Cynthia, it's so good to see you. Hi Susan, hi Allie. You look, oh my goodness, I love the hair, Allie. This is so nice and... <laughs> now, I think uh, everybody's on mute, so you can unmute yourselves. We'll just make this a free-for-all. I think some more ladies are gonna join in. I know Rana is. Cynthia, I, our, I London correspondent. <laughs> so much is happening, right? Uh, you know, obviously yeah. the sadness of Prince Philip passing. Uh, yeah. What's sort of been the atmosphere the feelings there? Um, I would say that it's generally you know, subdued. Um, mm. You know, the royal family is an interesting relationship with the English people. Um, I think there's a lot of, um, they, they really, you know, um, respect the queen. Mm -hmm. um, after that, it gets really shaky. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, it's very sad not only because of his passing, but mm -hmm. because, you know, he was the consort for the queen for 73 years um, right. that they were married. Yeah. So, I mean, any relationship that's absolutely, you know, impactful for everyone involved. Oh, yes. And of course, as a family, this is, you know, a, a in a matriarchal family, this, this is, you know, definitely the most senior um, gentleman in the family that uh, is obviously going to leave his mark on everyone. Well, and I guess there's a little bit of uh, excitement too that uh, Prince Harry will be coming back home for the small funeral. Is that and, yeah. and uh, I think a lot of people are, you know, excited for him to be coming home. Yeah, well, he's here already. Oh, he is. Um, he is. Yep, yeah. and uh, they announced it. So, I, I mean, the hope is that uh, between William. William and himself, they'll be able to address the uh, the, the discrepancies or, or the, the differences and, mm -hmm. you know, maybe they'll learn acceptance without understanding. Uh. <laughs> Cynthia, I think you should be there. <laughs> Just kind of intervene and say, hey, 
Boys? You know, the palace can just give me a call and just say, Sin, come on down. Like, come okay. on. Yeah, Queen Bee. <laughs> help me, help me. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And anyways, uh, but you're staying safe and yes. everything good? Are you, and you're vaccinated too and everything? I've had my first. I'm waiting mm -hmm. for my second. And Perfect. we're now doing 40 and 40 and older are being wow. called for their vaccines right now. Um, you know, we're over 40 million vaccinated uh, Crazy. to deal with it. Yeah. I, I mean, at the pace they're going, I think it'll be May. Um, I'll be going to get my second vaccine, which is at least a month earlier than I was planning. Yeah. Um, so, yeah will, so will you travel again as soon as you get that second dose? I might travel in the country and I might travel to Europe. Um, you know, there's a bit of financial impact that, mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, the pandemic has kind of hit, so that doesn't help. Um, but it, it's also, do I feel completely safe? And mm -hmm. if I know the UK has been, you know, vaccinated to the level that it has, mm -hmm. you know, Ireland, um, you know, Wales, Scotland, not necessarily the same. So even traveling within the same UK mm -hmm. nation is different, let alone traveling to Europe or anywhere else. So, um, and also, in terms of the travel, I mean, my travel bugs kind of quiet right now. It, it's not <laughs> making me want to travel. So, um, yeah, we'll kind of play it by ear. Oh, good. Well, you know what? And you still do have to come back to Winnipeg. Although you would not want to be here today, Cynthia, because we have about a foot of snow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know. That was our ex yeah, expression. Yeah. yeah, I know. We shake our heads, but we yes. will go away. It will go away. It will. <laughs> yeah, spring comes every year. So, yeah, I know. It'll get there. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and welcome, Kristen and Charlotte and Rana. Hey, hello. Well, Rana, I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to you. I did a little research and everything, and so I've got lots of questions. I'll just inform you girls later on what this all is, but I'm going to go to my good friend, Allie. Allie, it's been a while, but you've been busy, and I know that... Uh, all things with the Upside Down Tree, great, great charity organization and a big, big fundraiser. Finally, the, it's almost here, a week away, right? And uh, so take it away. You can do another big push and promotion. It sounds like a fabulous night. Yes, I can't believe we're already coming back to the whole we're going to talk about it as it gets closer. And now yes. we're actually talking about it because it's right <laughs> around the corner, nine days away. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's been fantastic. I really was hesitant about a virtual event. Like I said last time, I was super hesitant, but honestly, the push from the community and the support from the community has made it so much better. It doesn't even feel like we're reaching out and kind of stepping on toes. It's been, it's been really accepted. So everything's been really great. So yes, April 22nd, I am so excited. Uh, typically the Laugh More, Give More Comedy Night, they will choose two recipients to receive um, money and it will be registered charities. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of like, they cut it in half and then they choose the two. And it's typically been in the past for children and for moms. And uh, this year we sat down with the entire family and we created this tree of support. So the tree of support has six different leaves and each leaf means so much to each uh, member of the family. And that's the way that we kind of wanted to support everything moving forward this entire year. So we do have our topics that are out now, oh, okay. the leaves, which are, I don't know, which are environment, um, mental health, indigenous and wellness. And then we have the arts because they have also suffered incredibly hard and poverty. 
Hmm. So using those six different leaves that we, we have, we wanted to find six different registered charities that vision and mission kind of uphold those, those causes. And so we did. We found them and they will be announced soon. Um, and we're really, really excited about it because we're going to be able to distribute 10 grand to each one of the Leafs. So our goal is 60 grand altogether this year. And I think that kind of shows what we've been really pushing for as a community local push when it comes to fundraising and when it comes to raising awareness. So April 22nd, super great incentive. $25 for a ticket. Cynthia, you could watch it because it could be anywhere at the time. Yeah. You just got to make sure your time zones are on right because I'm terrible with time zones. So April 22nd, $25 ticket gets you one viewing ticket. So if you're at home with your family and you want to all just what, have one night of comedy, you can all watch it with one viewing ticket. Every time you purchase a viewing ticket, you get it entered into a draw and the draw is for $200 to Pizza Custeria. And, um, we also have a bottle of wine that will be going with that. So I'm really, really excited. And then the second part, which is the super neat piece that I'm having so much fun kind of organizing is a $100 option and it's a dinner package. So we've teamed up with Academy Hospitality and they have a bunch of different restaurants and local businesses under their name, one of them being Matula Grocery. And so we went there, uh, we filmed their culinary expertise. We've already done that piece. They're delivering a beautiful meal either a vegetarian option or just a regular option as well as a all the ingredients for a fantastic signature cocktail that we've created for this evening so we have two mixology duos that are going to be on the screen and showing us how to do it they're using local local ingredients like kombucha and rosemary from gardens here in winnipeg so it's all going to be local you get sent right to your house and we deliver it all all to your house you get to follow along have the dinner and have the drink and kind of learn about the drink learn about what you're doing what kombucha does to your body and um we already filmed the the comedians and let me tell you i was hysterical like i was beside myself i don't know if it's the lack of socialization or what it was but it was the best <laughs> night that i've had in so long we filmed them uh last week and so we have it all pre-recorded so that there's no technical issues on the day of you just get your link you get to join and there's just one good night smooth sailing and everything's going to be incredible so it was really really funny um our headliner is a juno nominee winner and uh he's local also here in canada derek seguin and um yeah i know these comedians are incredible so um basically the 25 dollars ticket is a steal of a deal to have such a great night and then you also get a tax receipt and you also get to support the six different charities. The $25 goes in right away and then gets split up six different ways. So it's incredible. If you want to do a date night, perfect date night. We literally do all the work for you. We're bringing the food to you. And it's going to be it's going to be good food, too. It's not going to be like social food where you just kind of have to choose one little option. So it's going to be good food. It's going to be fantastic. Um, it's been overwhelming with all the support. So I would really, really encourage everybody to check it out. And I will put all the information here in the chat. But check it out. Um, the causes and the organizations that we've supported so far, we've sent them kind of a little letter of, you know, what do you do? Why do you do it? Where do you do it? And what's the cause and need for it? And they're sending all that back. So they will be showcased in the actual slides. So there's going to be information about them. And it's just going to be kind of a big community joint effort with this, this comedy night. And, uh, it's going to be really, really fantastic. I've been loving speaking with these agencies that we've chosen. They're so excited. Um, everybody can use a little bit of good news right now so reaching out to them and letting them know that they are one of the recipients has been fantastic um and these these organizations are are super super 
thankful, which makes it uh, even better. So April 22nd, nine days away, guys. Um, so excited. Definitely push it out there. Just grab a ticket, have a good night. And if people can't make it, obviously, there are you can donate to the event too. But the good thing about it is you can donate at large or you can donate to one of the causes that mean a lot to you. So you know that directly, like each one of your dollars is going directly to, say, poverty or wherever it may be. So we are ensuring that people can choose where they want to donate to rather than just one big lump sum. So I'm super excited. It's going to be so much fun. Um, supporting local is huge for me. And uh, I think that this is going to be not only just a really good laugh, but a really nice community engagement. Definitely. Wow. I know it, it, it's, it's so much work, but you know what? It's, it's all going to be so worth it. And yes, we all need a good laugh. I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Um, you know, also too, Ali, maybe just give a little history about Upside Down Tree too. And um, you know, just for other people out there, just to know more about what the organization is all about. For sure. So uh, in 2014 is when Carmen Aleshka, our founder, kind of was inspired. And she was inspired by a tree that I always make the name the wrong. I cannot say it, but I'm going <laughs> to give it a go. It's the Baobab tree. Baobab tree. Maybe you guys know it. It's in Madagascar. Basically, it looks like the roots are kind of seeking for support up in the air. So its roots are kind of like twisted this way, which is where... The upside down tree kind of came from so she saw a parallel between this and small startup charities that need support financial impact to grow their support system to get financial support even if it's just a social boost or a social impact like that and she saw a need and a parallel between that and philanthropy and how she can make it all happen so since 2014 uh, inception day we've raised over 1.415 million dollars for different startup charities across across the entire world and then here locally and um, since then, we've really kind of expanded our social impact ourselves, which has been a huge help for, for us getting known out there. So we're on a smaller scale than areas like, you know, uh, United Way or different foundations. But there is an opportunity that if you are a registered charity, you can go on our website and apply for support. There's a there's a page up there, which we will we will provide support. It's not just financial support either. It's if you need a helping hand at an event or you need some marketing expertise or some graphic design or even you know, some speaking, some public speaking tips like that, like more than just extending our support, but more of an extension of who we are and who the foundation is as well, just giving out that kind of support. So through that, we've been able to do some incredible things. Uh, 2018 was when Kid Think was um, mm -hmm. born and that's when Carmen kind of started funding the Kid Think area. And that's when we kind of moved on from there. And now, uh, right now with Upside Down Tree is we're having the six areas of support. Maybe it's going to be 2021 that we look at it. Maybe it'll go on into 2022, these six areas. But uh, we have a podcast starting. You know, we've really, really expanded in our growth. We're now mentoring people from across the world. We're also mentoring students here locally and being able to provide them with some business expertise as well. And it's just been a really incredible incredible time we have a store in the back of our this one's been fun we have a little clothing store in the back of our of our back of our shop right now so i always say like you know my work is a jill of all trades it's got everything in there in the back we have our our clothing that we sell which directly goes funds back into kid think right so there's just so many amazing things that we're doing through that organization and all of it in the end is to to help out the community being one of the things we're doing right now is we've joined on with the city for the 1 million tree challenge. So our mm -hmm. goal is to actually start up a tree garden here somewhere in Winnipeg. And we're just waiting for uh, parks that are in Winnipeg so that we don't just go plant trees and it doesn't count for a million trees. And um, mm -hmm. the garden itself is going to be 
something that will be a legacy, right? It's going to be something that our families can go for years after and see the importance of the environment, see how important it is to, to make sure that we have the right kind of trees, that we're diversifying our trees enough. And um, it's going to be charities are going to have their own benches organized to them. So it's, again, everything comes back to community and seeing how all these small little pieces and all how little pieces that we can do on our own just make the world of a difference and the world of a difference for somebody else, right? So doing our small tree garden may be, uh, 50 trees, but it's still putting our putting ourselves in there and what we can do. And the, the end goal for all of our endeavors and any initiative that we do is always to inspire others to want to do the same thing. And um, so understanding that people may not be able to do it on a large scale like we are, um, making sure that the means are there for them so that they can do what they, they want to do and they want to support. So that's just been incredible. And and Carmen's definitely spearheaded this to a to a level of where I think we can really, really help so many people here in Winnipeg. Wow, well, so doing so much good. And I think right now, definitely in what we're in and who knows what the future is gonna hold in the next few weeks. And um, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, a good event like that supporting so many different organizations is something really to be proud of. So congratulations, Ali, I know that you've worked so hard and, you know, congratulations definitely to Carmen, but, um, so I mean, just totally off topic, Charlotte, how is the house selling going? Is it sold? Can we talk about it? <laughs> um, offers tonight at seven. Oh. And um, yeah, so I, I kind of know what's going on. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but there's some offers, so. Uh, was it, was there a lot of people going through? Um, you know what, a, a good amount, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. It, I know the market is really crazy, and especially like between yesterday and today, right? It's it's kind of not great for for home showings, but yeah, I know. Well, fingers yeah, crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and so, how are things with you? Um, good, good. Uh, Kristen and I are dreaming big um, today and tomorrow of uh, everything that we would love to have. Um, supports for when we, our families were really, really struggling. So um, uh, I was a little distracted because a client of ours in the States is wanting us to create some stuff. So actually you're involved in this, Tracy. So, Yay. <laughs> so um, this is somewhere that Kristen and I spent a lot of time in, mm -hmm. in creation and supporting families of, of everything that was missing when our family was struggling and, and, uh, and what, how that if one little thing could have made a difference, what was that and, and, uh, and the impact it had. And, um, the last couple of weeks, Kristen and I have been working with a lot of families and all different kinds of stories. Um, you know, parents struggling, and it's not always just the, the children that are struggling, but, you know, parents as well. And, mm -hmm. um, and the impact that has, like we talk all the time about, just the, you know, that parallel process when one is struggling, you know, it, it affects everybody in the family. Um, but, and, and then just the impact of COVID because a lot of people are at their, like, they're like, I'm done. And, um, and we're really, really seeing that. I'm seeing everybody's head nodding on that. Um, and, and then how, you know, what does that look like and how to support yourself and, and everybody around you? Um, cause we're, I mean, we're so close, like, you know, everybody's getting vaccinated and, you know, but you know, this looming, we may go back into lockdown because of, uh, you know, what's going on. So, you know, that, that makes it difficult. Um, but you know what, Kristen and I are smiling because when, um, when more and more organizations see the, 
the need for supports for family, um, that just makes my heart full. Um, and uh, I don't know, Kirsten, what do you think? I know you're beaming too. <laughs> I love working uh, working for Charlotte and Robin because they love dreaming big and that's always really fun. Um, like um, the big dream, what is what does the big thing look like? Um, so I like uh, I like the enthusiasm and the creativity, and yeah, just um, like there's this there's this little space uh, in kind of the mental health supports world that uh, I've known it's been there for a very long time. It's starting to get some attention, but that truly is the supports for families, like uh, you know whether it's a trip to emerge, whether it's um, a long term commitment to to support someone through wellness, uh, through to wellness and beyond, right? Um, mental health is fluid, like physical health. The supports for the family were so absent and you don't know that, like the world doesn't know that until you need it and you go looking for it and you're shocked it's not there. Mm -hmm. I've had this conversation so many times with people, they had no idea what was not there. So, you know, and putting that spin where the support for family doesn't come from that clinical model, but it comes from the true peer support, lived experience, I've walked this. Um, and, and here's, here's how I got through it. And here's something to think about may or may not work for you. Uh, but I get it. Oh my gosh. Like if we had that a number of years ago when I was isolating and struggling with shame and uh, grasping for anything, um, it, it just simply would have changed the story. So, you know, mental health is changing a lot. The attention that it's getting, um, the last, I'd say eight years. But the last two years, and I have to say Charlotte was ahead of this because she's been screaming this uh, chat for a long time, where's the support for families? So we're just starting to see uh, you know, strong organizations uh, looking for that. And I am so excited because uh, it, it's gonna change lives. Oh, most definitely. And, I, and on that point too, is that even the healthcare system too has to change because it has to allow to support mental health issues. Uh, and I mean, Cynthia's nodding her head um, because I mean, our health has changed totally in the last two years, totally changed. And I think moving forward, I mean, mental health has got to be, I, I'm going to say number one or number two, just for to be on healthcare and, and to list the services and to include the families. And also I think employers and even looking at HR and everything like that, sure you can have your wellness and health programs for your employees, but your employees spend eight hours or nine hours in their workplace and then they go home. There's no support for the people living at home. There's no support for their partner or their children too. So I think everything has to be looked at as a whole. And didn't we also talk about life being a circle? <laughs> you know, it encompasses everything. And I just wanted to also, I think this is an important point to make because I, I got challenged on this uh, in a conversation actually with a good friend of mine the other night. Um, and I didn't realize that through what I was sharing, I was not getting this point across. Um, there are some amazing folks committed and wonderful people within the system. The system is fractured. Um, mm -hmm. It's not a reflection. We I have met some amazing uh, all in people that are, um, you know, are just so committed and uh, to what they do, but it's the system mm -hmm. that, that needs the attention. And 
I'm going to be more conscious when I speak um, so passionately moving forward because she wasn't hearing that. And that uh, that's an important part. I met some amazing people in the system. Yeah, no, definitely. All right, Miss Rana, History 101. This is a very important day for you. Well, <clears throat> yeah, so it's, it's interesting. So um, it's our fasting month. So Ramdan Mubarak, everyone, all my of my fellow bros and sisters who are fasting today or tomorrow. Um, so yeah, so there's some places who are fasting today. Um, they're starting their first fast today. Some are starting their first fast tomorrow uh, because it's based on the sighting of the moon for the new year, for the new mm -hmm. month. Um, we find out kind of later in the night. So I actually did start my fast today. Um, I'm not sure if it's actually gonna fall into the one of the 30, but it's an extra fast and I'm more than happy to do it. So yeah, I'm actually fasting today. It's so amazing. I was <laughs> so looking forward to this this month again. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I think most people kind of, um, have a, have a general idea that, that Muslims fast. It's one of the, you know, one of the five pillars of stuff that we do. We, we fast for a month, uh, from sunrise to sunset every single day for 30 days. And, um, that's kind of one component of it. I think that's the part that everyone really focuses on, but it's a whole bunch of other things too, right? It's, you know, watching your language, watching your thoughts, uh, spending time in meditation and prayer, um, you know, self-controlling, you know, like if you're triggered by something, trying to kind of, you know, bring yourself back to, to the, to the current moment. And so it's a really, um, it's a really healing time for a lot of us. Uh, and then just, uh, it's just a really important time for charities and, and, and giving and, and making sure that we're kind of recognizing our place in the world and the universe, right? Like you're so effective, but really so little in a lot of ways, right? Like we have to kind of make some big moves sometimes and really put ourselves out there to help people. So yeah, that's the, that's the, the big, big long and the short of it. I'm not hungry yet. First fasts are always <laughs> very hard. At the first week, you know, you get some serious, uh, hanger, you get some serious hangry. <laughs> but I, but I was, I was, um, I was on Google and, and, uh, there's some very in beautiful and delicious dishes though, that you can have <laughs> right after, right after. Right. Oh, yeah. So are like, are yeah, you, are, but, you but at mind, four, are you eating at 4 a.m. in the morning or what? Or Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I guess um, it's before the morning prayer. So uh, morning prayers are probably like at 5 a.m. So we get up normally at 5 a.m. for morning prayers. But like this is probably uh, we have to you, you basically have to have any food or water or anything in you by like I would say like 4 4.30-ish in the morning, but it changes every day, right? Yeah. So the days get longer, your fast gets longer. So the, ultimately you're fasting between 16 to 18 hours by the end of the, by the end of your 30 days. Uh, so it's pretty, it's pretty, but, but you, you start to like get, get used more to uh, used to it and your body adjusts uh, as it is, you get more energy. It's just like intermittent fasting, you know, mm -hmm. like once you start intermittent fasting, as you get to the fifth or sixth day, you really do start to see all the benefits and the detox um but yes the food so what's really sad and you know i, I think it's kind of uh, important to acknowledge that this is our uh second ramzan without family right mm -hmm. we, we're not doing iftars we're not doing the mosque we're not doing anything um we haven't had any celebrations at all this is really you know and this is a big one this one and for shia this tomorrow like we actually haven't had that at all um and i think going into your second year without that and uh, it being such a time of family and people coming together and 
community coming together and and charity and giving and you know breaking bread together and eating all these delicious foods it this time this this time it kind of hurts right this time it kind of sucks for sure like this time people are really feeling it uh it's de there's definitely a damper damper in morale a bit here yeah so the, but, i mean so rana like in in other countries too that are doing this right now everybody keeps on their normal daily lives like they go to work they're doing everything gets go to school whatever and then yeah. but then how do you then i mean there has to be some more of a spiritual or family gathering or or then afterwards you would gather with families and it would be you know yeah getting together i see and sort of helping yeah. each other yeah, and I think, but like, don't forget, people talk about the morning. Like, we people always talk about the breaking of the fast, but don't forget the mornings. Like when we were kids, uh, you know, when we were kids, like the morning was as big as the breaking, right? Because everyone's downstairs, whether you're fasting or not. Everyone's cooking together. You know, everybody's excited. Who's gonna do the best thing? Like, you know, it's a really fun act, and especially for kids, right? Because you have your entire family downstairs at three in the morning cooking and cooking like food that you would never normally eat at breakfast. Like you're talking like, you know, like top of the line, like gourmet meals, right? Just because it's fun, right? And then just the cooking together and all that stuff and just getting excited together. And yeah, so in our family, when we were younger, it was always both. Like I thought the mornings was were always as exciting as the, as the breaking of the fast the morning getting together and cooking. So, and the food for the morning is as fun as food at night, right? So, uh, you know, we'd always have like dates and like, you know, just really like rose water is really a huge one. And like, you know, all the, all those amazing like biryanis and rice and curries and all that fun stuff. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty amazing. And it's pretty fun, but um, definitely feeling the, the emptiness a bit this year, you know, so and how um, yeah but I, think, um, I just want to kind of talk about one little part about it because i know that people always have like questions about it you know like um and i think that just like some basic before you even ask questions like um no like there's no like it's no water it's a it's a completely dry fast uh there's no water there's no gum there's no like there's literally nothing going into your mouth at all during that time um uh, people always ask the question, well, what if you're sick or what if you're pregnant? You're not obligated if you're if you're below puberty, like if you're, if you're younger, like if you're just a kid, you're obviously not going to be, uh, it's not obligated on you. Uh, it's not obligated if you're sick or if you're a pregnant woman. It's not obligated on you if you're traveling or if it's completely unheard of. Uh, you know, th this isn't like torture yourself and do it. Like it's an obligation. It's an obligation to your faith. Mm -hmm. uh, so we do it. Uh, and if you're able to do it, you can do it. Uh, people like us, <clears throat> like I always try to do one for my dad, like I'll do it for myself and I'll, you know, send the benefit to my dad, you know, did this first fast. Uh, I always think of like those who've left us and our ancestors and tried to send them like some of the love and the benefits of it as well. So it's very, very communal. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, I appreciate the fact that there's so many other cultures and uh, faiths and, and traditions that have seen the value of fasting 
uh, of the value of limiting yourself and, you know, restricting yourself in some way to remember other people. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who do it. I know a lot of indigenous cultures uh, fast days before Sundance. Uh, it's beautiful, you know, but they go four days straight. So it's really, it's really amazing. So it's pretty cool. And I'm doing one right now. So you guys are going to see as the days go on, how does she unfold? <laughs> yes, I know. We'll just do this little documentary every week. So how are you? Yeah. yeah. So what time is it right now? I'm pretty good right now. <laughs> no, you're pretty good right now. It's only noon. Yeah. Okay. And next time you won't, we won't come with drinks or anything like that. No. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I shut down completely like I, I I really I really am um, probably more in this age than when I was younger but I really um, I think that there's so many benefits in faith uh, for the months and there's so many things that you can think back in the year uh, about you know have you ever said anything or did anything to 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 hurt somebody or said a word that may have offended somebody it's really nice to have that time and I think it's really good for just humanity generally to reflect on things that we do sometimes because it's really easy to just bury it in your subconscious or your conscious and forget about it and become immune to the fact that your actions have consequences you know and i think that having a moment and a and a and an allocated time where you're really going to think about what what have you really done this past year have you done good have you benefited your world or your society have you benefited yourself and your family as a human being uh, when you had the opportunity, were you selfless, right? Uh, and a lot of the faith and a lot of what we do is about being selfless, mm -hmm. right? Like it is just about, you know, you're open, like you're free. You just give as much as you can. So I, it's nice to have those memories. And I love when people ask the questions and I get a lot of questions because I kind of remind people of that part of it too, is that it doesn't have to be a certain month, but we can always remember and reflect on what we did yesterday and at the end of the night like do we feel good about our day right do we feel good about everything we said and everything we did and maybe there's somebody we need to apologize to or hug yes. you know or, or whatever so do yeah you, that's my that's my big spiel about that well no and and no but it's fascinating to learn more about this and so at the end of the month do you personally feel different rana oh absolutely i feel after my first, um, like, I'll tell you, I flew out of bed this morning excited. Like, I, it was 3 in the morning, and I flew out. I'm like, woo! Like, I was pumped. I was super excited. Um, yeah, I, I feel it right after the first breaking, the first, the first fast break. Like, right after tonight, uh, I'm in the zone. But I'm also, I think that, you know, it's, it's really interesting. I think people have a lot of misconceptions about people's different faiths, right? Like, for us... Um, you know, when you pray five times a day, regardless of what your life is, you could be in the middle of a meeting, I'm walking out and I'm doing my prayer, right? Every single time I do that, it also, it cleanses me. And again, like, you know, you clean your ears, you clean your mouth, you clean your face, you clean your hands, and it's just a cleansing of anything negative and um, anything that you may have attracted and you want to kind of let go. But when you sit down to pray those five times, every day, every day, no matter what's obligatory, like you can't. You shouldn't, you know, people do, I used to, but, but even those five times, like it's still the same feeling, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of like that feeling of, okay, this is my moment. This is my like, you know, 12 minutes of prayer. I'm just going to, you know, remember, think, kind of do what I have to do. So it's similar to that feeling, but it's a bit extra. 
<laughs> There's a little bit of extra when you're fasting because you get all that fun, uh, plus the other other part of it where you're like, wow, I made it through something. Uh, but then there's also the part where you're like, wow, there's people every single day who don't have the opportunity to open it. You know, we actually have the blessing and, and the and, and the amazing kind of life given to us that at the end of the day, I can so I can struggle all day. But at the end, I know I get to open it. I get food downstairs. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and there's so many people who don't get that. So it's also that reminder. And then it's that reminder when you're having that thought, you have to be like, what do I have to give? You know, mm -hmm. what can I do to help my community? What can I do to give? Uh, you know, and for me, I just, I just, whenever I drive around, I'm just giving, you know, I have a, I have a, I have a thing in my car. People make fun of me all the time and I just take it out of my thing and I just, anyone I see, I'm just passing it out. And I really just don't even count it, but that's how, how it is. So there's a lot of facets to it and, and it's not really like a one conversation thing because it's so multidimensional and it means a lot of different things to different people. But the important part is it is it's a beautiful time. You know, if you see somebody fasting, you know, it's okay to ask, you know, it's okay to eat in front of people. Uh, it's okay to, you know, do whatever you're doing. I think sometimes people feel uncomfortable when somebody's fasting and they're like, oh, what did I do or say? Like, what are, what are the, what's the protocol? There is no protocol. You know, just be respectful about it. Just mm -hmm. be like, okay, cool. Like, you know, uh, people love talking about it because it's been a lot of decades that we never mm -hmm. really got to talk about it, right? It was like this thing you just kind of did in your house. Um, so, so ask the questions and I know that a lot of people from our community would love to share, uh, and would love to tell you at the end what they feel like and, uh, what transformations they feel at the end of it. So, yeah. But, that that would be a beautiful, and, that and would be beautiful. You know, there's a lot of really interesting things that, um, that happen to your body when you're fasting. I don't know if, uh, for people who've intermittent fasted, you'll know, right? There's just a lot of crazy things that happen to your body. Like I gain so much energy by the fifth day. Like it's crazy. Like you're not eating, but you're just like, like just, just running because your body's just like using all the, all the, all the bad stuff and you're just detoxing and yeah, it's really, really cool. So for those people who intermittent fast, that's why I used to intermittent fast too. Like it's a really cool thing to do. It really does benefit your body in a lot of ways. And if there's scientific proof to that, right? And fasting itself, there are there is scientific proof to why people fast and the benefits of fasting uh, for prolonged period of times, as long as you kind of either have some sustenance when you need, you know, um, and that's what we get it in the evenings. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Well, we're going to see you transform into something other than, yes, other than. Other than a little attitude? No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And welcome, Susie. So good to see you. 60th show. Yes, and talking about Ramadan. I know. Afternoon. <laughs> and, you know, snow, you know, the usual. It's okay. It's all for the farmers. The farmers need it. It's yes, all good. I know. Yes. And it will go. It will go. Exactly. Yes. So do you think that you could do something like that, Ramadan? Well, I think, um, you know, like Catholics during Lent, we mm -hmm. are called to do the same thing. And um, uh, it's, it's not, uh, it's not um, new or um, unusual mm -hmm. for uh, Catholics to um, undertake the Lenten fast and things like that and that sort of thing. Um, I think what is interesting, because I'm listening to Rana, you know, describe this thing and it's just like every major 
religion has this type of thing. And, you know, you look at things like, um, like mindfulness and meditation. It's just like, those are all things that people have been doing for ancient times, you know, like this is not anything new age or anything like that. These are all things that are meant to bring us closer to the being or creator or however you want to look at it that we come from. And all of those things are meant to settle our, our physical, you know, bodies, our mental um, uh, distractions, and to bring us right back to who we are and what we come from. And um, regardless of what uh, religion you practice, there is absolutely some kind of uh, facet of that that calls you to be um, mindful of this um, it's not a process, but this, this ritual, this tradition. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I think that it's, it's, uh, something like Rana said, as you get older, you understand more how important these rituals are. And when you were a kid, you know, you didn't necessarily pay attention or even think it was that important. But as you get older and more, um, maybe mindful of your mortality and your place in the universe, perhaps these rituals have more meaning and you're able to see them in a different light as well. Yeah. I, and I guess, I don't know, they say people, you should not talk about religion and politics, but okay, I'm going to try it. I'm going to go to Susan because Susan, I always ask you the hard question. How important is it now for family, if we're talking about the family and young people or single people to have religion in their life? Well, I would say that's a good question. I would say that it's very important to have spirituality in your life. I think mm -hmm. depending on how religion works for you and your family and what rules and guidance and must do and must not do works. I've always thought of it more as a spiritual connection and how each individual will then have and develop that connection. Um, so I do think it's very important. I think it's important to be connected to something much bigger than ourselves because then we, there's so much, there's so much benefit to that. And even if you look at some of the studies that have been done in terms of um, how this boosts our health and well-being, for example, of the 12 activities that you do to boost your happiness, one of those is increasing your spirituality and increasing that connection. So there's a lot of benefit to that uh, for families. I think it's really important, especially we're all spending so much time together and how can we move through this time in a way that um, is beneficial to each other, but also to realize that this experience is, is much bigger than, you know, what we're going through day to day. It's, it's a much broader experience in that. So how important is it is very important, but I also think that it's important to, to recognize and support each other in our own spiritual or religious journey because we're not always all going to go down the same path and to have that respect and curiosity mm -hmm. to learn a little bit more so yeah good question no and definitely i think that's the key part of it though cynthia i mean in england i mean yes church <laughs> that's been an ongoing yeah. ongoing i guess battle well yeah i mean you know growing up in originally belfast Northern Ireland, and in fact, that the whole concept was, um, you know, what ended up causing us to leave Northern Ireland was because of quote the differences. Um, you know, I like to call that my first transition in life was really, you know, um, dealing with that aspect and coming from that Irish Protestant background. But when I got married, I became a Roman Catholic, even taught catechism, 
And I found that now I no longer affiliate my set of beliefs with any of the organized religions. And so I see myself, you know, as Susan said, as a spiritual person. Um, and that is a collective of a number of beliefs that deal with it. Um, I think it's less of an issue in England than it is in, um, you know, in Ireland, where even recently there have been flare-ups. And the flare-ups they talk about have occurred at that point between, quote, the separation of the two religious communities. Um, so it still is prevalent. And the whole idea is to try and find, you know, ways to go forward, which... Um, I hate to say it is, you know, it is really trying to find a way to accept it because acceptance is a great way when people have differences to find some way to come together and, you know, to move forward um, with that. So, yeah, that's um, that's the perspective from over here, at least. Yes. Well, I think it's really I think it's really um, important to to note that. Um, when it comes to any of these um, rituals or um, however however you want to phrase that piece, whether it's Ramadan, whether it's Lent, whether it's, I'm not sure what the Jewish equivalent would be, but you know the, the thing that is preached throughout those um, rituals is that these things are not for show. Mm -hmm. They are not for show at all. These are things that are supposed to be private and that are between you and whoever, whichever God you subscribe to that these are not things meant to be, um, you know, uh, in the social media age that we live in, it's not something that you do for the gram, right, Rana? Like this is, this, is a, this is a peaceful, personal, quiet ritual that you do for yourself to bring yourself closer to, to the God or goddess, whatever that you subscribe to. And um, I find that it's really, thank you, Yom Kippur. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Charlotte. Um, Atonement, right? Yes, exactly. All of those things are are not meant for this social media age, and they are meant to be sacred and private. And I think that that's really important because one of the things that I find so um, what's the word? It's a turnoff for organized religion. Is is the um, it's all for show, you know? And uh, the thing that that's important, I think, is that it's not what you do when everyone's watching, it's what you do when no one's watching that's important. And these private rituals that are between you and your spiritual guide, whatever that, whoever that might be, those are the things that are really important and are that, um, that bring you closer to who you're meant to be, not the stuff that you do publicly or for show. Yeah. The only other part of it that, the add-on to that is um, there are parts that are in with there are parts that are community right so th th there's a communal part of it where everybody does before covid there would be hundreds of people at a mosque breaking fast together across the world right like it's not just here it's everywhere in the world um so there is that part of it too so you know what i mean i saw somebody i'll tell you something really funny and i this is just i mean my own personal thing and i please don't be offended by any by this if anyone's watching and they're like mm, whatever i i don't like it when people like post uh pictures of prayer like when they're praying so what we have our, we have prayer mats and beads right so i i really it irks me when people post pictures of prayers like when they're doing their prayers so i'm just like what do you why do you have your phone with you like what are you even doing that stuff is completely i i totally understand um you know i think that i totally agree with susie right like it's not like you know 
here's a selfie of me, you know, breaking my, like, no, right? Like if you're doing, if you're, if you're communally enjoying the family time and enjoying that part of it, it's a totally different scenario, but I completely agree with, with Susie because it takes away from the, the beauty of it, unless there's a component that is out there for teaching, you know, mm -hmm. that you have other people asking questions and you're like, here, this is how we cook the foods. This is how we gather. Then that's a totally different thing because that's just, we live in a world where everyone loves to, Hopefully, we want to learn about each other and live communally in a, in a nice world with happiness. So sometimes there's that part of it. But I totally agree with Susie. It drives me bananas. Bonkers. But that, you know, <laughs> spilling off on what you said, Rana, is like, so I'm always thinking about shows. But so I'm thinking, looking at all of those incredible pictures of food and what you, you know, you do for, you know, during Ramadan. Um, and Susie, too. I mean, you know, of all the different ethnic foods and stuff like that. So... And it has been done. There's been, you know, if you think about cooking shows, but if you did a show featuring all of these special dishes that are done only on these certain occasions or these rituals to learn more about them, would that not maybe open the doors for at least more people to be educated, number one, oh, yeah. and not say, yeah. ooh, you're starving yourself for a month. That's crazy. And not I totally agree totally. with Lana in the yeah. sense of that, you know, when it comes to educating people or answering questions, mm -hmm. mine is about the intent. That's all. It's the intent oh, behind it and why you're sharing it. If you're oh, sharing it to make yourself look good and to say, oh, and in the social media age, it just seems so, you, you know what I'm saying, right? I, oh, I'm 100% just I get you. I, I have the same. It's the intent. It's always about intent and context for me. Yeah. So, I in totally fact, do. has social media spoiled? the whole spiritual world and intent ah, for. Social spoiled a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> but can I just talk about the food part for a second? So, yeah. so like. I don't want to make you I, hungry. Okay, so I'm just going to be super like blunt. Okay. So I, you know, and this is, this is a, it's a funny thing. And I always talk about my non-brown friends about this stuff because I make fun of them extensively <laughs> because it's really funny to me. So. Our day in, in, in our every single day in our houses, in our families, we literally eat like that all the time. So there's lunch downstairs and it's not like that's how we eat. That is that is normal. So I, I get it. I get when people like look at kind of like iftar, like, you know, plates and they're like, oh, that's a lot of food and blah, blah. And then in my head, I'm just like, well, we just had that last like it's. It's more the eating together part of it <laughs> than the actual dishes because the dishes are pretty much in rotation all the time, right? Mm -hmm. So, so uh, and those of us, you know, those of those of you who know, like, I mean, we have a lot of very delicious, savory, mm -hmm. um, great food, you know. And my favorite in the city, East India Company, does the mm -hmm. best job, in my opinion, of keeping it as homely as possible. Um, but, but so, so. As, as amazing as the dishes look, just always keep in mind, we probably had it last night before <laughs> fasting anyways. Like, we're just those people. We like to eat a lot. <laughs> so that's why you have one month of fasting. Yeah. That's probably why we need it. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my There's goodness. all the good food. Now you guys got to take a break for a month. <laughs> oh, Ali, I, I know that you put something in our chat. Is that just for us? No, we can share that. Okay, well, I'll let yeah. you do the honors. 
Uh, yes, yeah, so I am super excited. Like I said, the six areas and six leaves all have charities attached to those six leaves. Um, so they will be, um, and if you actually pay attention on social media, you can see which charities have been sharing it and see other oh. things. So you can probably piece it together. Yeah. <laughs> but um, with that being said, our mental health recipient, um, of course, we're going to be supporting KidThink, but as well, our mental health recipient is going to be Peer Connections Manitoba. And I'll say that today because we have peer support workers on here and for the 60th show. So I'm super excited um, about that. I'm excited to learn so much more just about the organization myself and see how we can support it, not just from a financial um, standpoint, but also as somebody who, who does peer support work and values it so very much in my own life. I'm, I'm incredibly excited. Oh, now that's fantastic. Great news. Well, and congratulations to Peer Connections to Manitoba and to Charlotte and Kirsten. So much great work. So I am going to switch it up, though, to family because um, this seems to be a lot what we're talking about with Rana's celebrating Ramadan and also this too, um, to Kirsten and to um, Susie. Uh, just noticing, again, Kristen, you had said, yeah, people are just like at that little end. I'm noticing that a lot too in young kids and teens. Um, not obviously personally myself, but I've had stories and, uh, you know, and my sister-in-law was over and she's just saying that, you know, yeah, um, she's got one that's Real, doing really well, she, but she's like more of an introvert, so she's just loaded her stuff, her, her schedule up with activities from sewing to cooking and everything. And um, but then she has an older son, and you know it's just those days where they get down, and you know they just say, "I don't like this anymore." Um, so. Not that I, you know, it's, but you know what, I, even I woke up this morning, I'm looking outside and it's just like, <sighs> but, but you know, I, this is a little different feeling. Just sort of, I guess, let's switch the topic up a little bit on how to communicate and how to, how to be positive. I know, Susan, I mean, okay, I'll go Susan first. I mean, you're talking too about ways to find happiness, how to get out of that negative feeling. Oh, well, that's a good question. I actually was feeling pandemic out Sunday and yesterday and today so I can totally relate to that and I know that some of the things that I um, do for myself or I choose to do is to engage in activities that start to boost that positive energy dancing is a perfect one or exercise of any kind reaching out to other people and connecting with them because we can be so busy in our day-to-day -day getting everything done that that we lose um, touch with people on the introverted side, you know, I'm a little more comfortable with doing a lot of stuff on my own, but I know that people who are certainly more extroverted really need to have that energy from others. So reaching out um, just to even have a casual conversation over Zoom and to be with someone through a mm -hmm. screen is better than nothing, right? So that's one of the things to do. And then from there to, you know, um, do things that can bring you positive energy and start that upward spiral of, 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 of sort of more of a positive uplift. Certainly avoiding, <laughs> I wouldn't say avoiding, but not completely bathing all day in, in the social media and the news and the negative stuff. I mean, yes, there's certain information that we need to get and yes, we need to continue to play a part in society in that way, but we don't need to spend all of our time within that. 
Um, and particularly right before bed, great time to, you know, shift gears and just do some light reading or something fun and first thing in the morning. Yeah, I mean, it's a time to do self-care and engage with society and do all those things too. But but mm-hmm. to be our best for others, we really have to do that self-care, I think, first. So, Yeah, and, no, true. Um, Susie, on the family end, I'm sure you're going through it too with your kids too. Yeah, refresh my refresh my memory on your on your take about it though, Tracy. Um, I wasn't so sure was what you were of, trying to. Yeah, I guess I was convoluted a little bit no, away, but okay. I was just <laughs> no. I guess how to communicate to you know family members, whether it be your own kids or whether it's you know a relative that's just feeling down. And I mean, we're all kind of in it, but we all deal with it differently. Yeah, you know. Um, that's a great question because I find that I'm the one who's not doing well these days. I'm the one who's struggling. And um, I think that there's a certain part of that that means being honest with your, mm-hmm. with your you know, immediate family, especially ones that you live with, that that's exactly what you're going through and that that is okay. Um, and giving your kids, especially the language to express themselves if that is exactly what they're feeling too. And I feel like this week, last week, end of last week, this week especially, is hard because we're seeing numbers go up. We are possibly going to be facing more restrictions. Vaccinations are not going as quickly as they could. Um, there's a lot of, uh, of things hitting that pandemic wall this week, I feel. And uh, I, I, would, uh, I would definitely say that I have lost sleep over it in the last week and I have felt stress about it in the last week. And, and, and that along with just the regular day-to-day changes and things that are happening, right? So mm-hmm. I think being honest and, and taking time for yourself too, like saying, you know, to your kids, uh, can we do a quiet activity, you know, for the next little bit? Because I, I can't have noise or I just need to have some quiet or, you know, um, maybe we can split up in separate rooms and then reconvene, you know, for dinner or whatever it might be. I think that really just being honest, you know me, Tracy, I'm mm-hmm. always about, you know, just saying it as it is. It's so much <laughs> more helpful that way um, to live in the reality of what's happening and not what we envision things should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but Uh, that giving yourself permission gives your kids permission to do that too. And especially because they might not have the language to convey how it is that they're feeling. I think it's just really important. So, and to be gentle, we've said this since our Mm -hmm. first show, you know, Tracy, to be gentle and compassionate with yourself and for others um, right now. Um, But it also goes back to if there's something that you can do for somebody, right? When I feel Mm -hmm. helpless, I find that the way out of that is to do something helpful for somebody else, whatever that might be. So I had an experience like that on the weekend and um, it was uh, it was a small gesture for me, but it was such a great gesture for the person that I was doing it for. And they were so, you know, so grateful and it just, it made their week, they said, you know, and it's just like, oh my gosh, like that, that was a bright spot in an otherwise, you know, mascara streaked day. So, <laughs> so yes, that was a really good thing to, uh, to do, but it, there's so many, um, challenges that we're going through right now. The weather is mm-hmm. not helping. I will definitely give you that if you're in Winnipeg, the weather's not helping, but you know, telling ourselves that this too shall pass and uh, nothing is forever. So we can get through this. We can get through just the next hour, just mm-hmm. the next day. It doesn't even have to be longer than that right now. Just give yourself those little chunks and those little, um, you know, pieces that you can deal with 
in a realistic and timely fashion and to be gentle with yourself. You don't have to be superwoman or superman or super anything right now. You just have to be super you, you know, to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, that's great information. Kirsten, too, on the family end is communication. I mean, sometimes when you're feeling blah, like we all like are, you you just shut down. Like, you don't want to talk. You don't want to do anything. Yeah, and you know, uh, Charlotte put a, a great little note uh, in the chat as well. It's um, it's about validating and um, exploring what works for your child and having those curious conversations. But you know, I, my head goes back to our teenagers, our um, adolescents. Um, a lot of them are struggling right now. I mean, their world has been so restricted beyond, and the the normality is. It's, it's been going on a long time and connection and things that fill your heart, fill your soul, laughter, movement. I mean, these are things that um, are out of their control right now. Um, as adults, we have a lifetime of experience that we have gone through heavy times as adults and we've, we've built skills and I think most of us have built some resilience. So when it comes to our, our family, especially our young adults, our, our teenagers, uh, we. I hope we can be patient, just like Susie said. Um, you know, change, change our expectations. Have uh, curious conversations. Ask what things look like for them. Ask how they're doing. Um, don't assume anything. Don't put them into a category. Uh, dig a little deeper through open-ended, non-conflict language. And what an opportunity to really, really connect. Um, and, and let them know, as Susie was saying, be really real and honest. It's okay not to be okay. Um, one thing I wanted to share is I have a, a dear friend, her name's Ramona, and she did a baby shower this weekend. And sorry, not a baby shower, a wedding shower. And I'm like, how the heck did you pull off a wedding shower? She uh, got really creative and she did a scavenger hunt. And at each spot, there were people waiting for gifts. And that person who was presenting the gift was got in return a little mimosa kit and a charcuterie box. And at seven o'clock that night, they all met on Zoom and celebrated what was shared. And um, I mean, I hope we can get creative with our families. Um, and, you know, I just thought that was so brilliant. And and try not to, I think the worst thing that can happen is um, we all start to fall into that rut and isolating within our own home. Mm-hmm. They can connected. Charlotte, I'm going to pass that over to you because you're always so insightful. <laughs> and I would just add that no, I just found that with a lot of parents that we're talking to, it's those times when you're so tired and you're you're so exhausted is those moments when your children come and want to have a conversation with their struggles. And no matter how tired or exhausted you, you are, those are the times where you have the most connection with them and and my hope is that you'll take those moments and and have a conversation and not belittle or you know but really listen and validate because I, you know so many parents are like saying well you could have it so much worse or you know this isn't this isn't going to be forever and you know get over it and it, it's really real for them and and they're really wanting to communicate and talk about it and by shutting them down, it just can add to the stress and the um, anxiety that the children are feeling. Um, we've got some 
great toolkits that we can offer um, talking notes for, for parents. Um, and like always, you'll know, reach out to us at All In. Um, and I'll put our, Kirsten, put your email in, in the chat because um, so many times just giving them a couple of ideas and how to start that conversation or how to validate how they're feeling can just make a huge difference. We get emails and texts all the time saying, oh my God, you guys, just those few different ways of talking has made a total difference in our house. So, uh, yeah, and I love your bow. I'm having a squirrel moment. I love your red bow. <laughs> oh, it's my, uh, you know, one thing to perk myself up with. And that, yeah, that looks actually, it did a pretty good bow, I must say. No. <laughs> Oh, um, and Allie too, I just noticed too in your sidebar. Sorry, I'm looking at chats now too, because I feel like I'm, I'm always trying to start the conversation. I don't get to see all the whole conversation, but no, I mean, yeah, I, I know a time to connect to, with your siblings and to make sure and, you know, I, I know. And even though like we're all kind of not be able to see each other, I know that we're all busy doing all of our things. I know, Cynthia, you're so busy and, uh, you know, doing presentations and everything, and you get so wrapped up in your in your bubble. Like in Alley, you could probably know, too, for planning this whole event for the last two months, this has been like your world, and we kind of still tend to forget that there are other people in our own world. So on that note, let us not only think of ourselves, but also give time to be good to ourselves and take time for care. And Rana, we are with you all the way for these 30 days each week. <laughs> I want to see you with that same energy, girl. Um, on, and I, I, you know, I want to have all of you back because I really want to talk more about the vaccines. And not only the negative part of it, but yeah, like how it could be so much better, but actually there's a new organization, uh, not so new, but a new project initiative called, I think it's called hashtag save Manitoba at savemb.ca is the website, savemb.ca. So it's all, it's, it's a kind of a communications marketing. They want to, um, you know, get stories from people on how their vaccination went, why they're getting vaccinations, you know, and everything like that. And it's the whole a whole kind of again I don't know if it's a controversy anymore but in our old days there were controversies about getting children's vaccinations and stuff like that and obviously we're facing a totally different situation that involves all of us and so Cynthia would love to have you back too um, because there are people that are refusing not to get the vaccine and what does that look like and um, yeah there's a lot of questions so I'm going to try to get uh, someone on from this save manitoba.ca organization okay so on that can note we also, we also just draw attention to the fact that manitoba teachers are trying to advocate right now to have teachers uh put on a priority list yes. and um i don't know how but i'm at like can people can we ask people to support mm -hmm. the teachers who are asking for this they're in front of hundreds of students a day um it is completely absurd well yeah that teachers are not on a priority list um, and honestly it's a disaster waiting to happen and if this government chooses to continue to ignore it literally people are going to die mm -hmm. there's students who are who just no matter how young or old they are kids sometimes just don't listen like mm -hmm. we all know this mm -hmm. you know um, and it's going to be one teacher coming home infecting their entire family infecting their husband yeah. husband going to their work and it's just going to be an out of control situation 
So there's no reason that people like a massage therapist or whatever else, no offense, love them, are getting vaccinated, but it's a choice. Teachers are essential workers. You're not giving them a choice to stay home. Let's just remember that. They got to go. So let's make them a priority. Let's make sure if they want their vaccination, they are getting it. So mm-hmm. there's there's uh, Manitoba teachers. Please just retweet them. If you see mm-hmm. them online, retweet them, share their post. Uh, just show solidarity for them because they honestly, we all need to get together uh, and make sure that happens now because it mm-hmm. is incredible that this is even happening right now. Wow, and that's a good conversation. No, and then and there's a few other, uh, you know, workers that aren't yet even too. So I'm not too sure. The teachers are a huge one, and they should have been. Yeah. They should have been done a long time ago when schools when schools came back, when schools yeah. opened. That should have or, been. Or else they should have a choice not to be able, or they should be allowed to not go basically yeah. without losing their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna put them in that type of line of fire, then they should be able to protect their family and not go. Yes. Without being terminated. So basically. would your would your sister is it your sister or your brother-in-law that are teachers they're both yeah but they're both teaching they're not vaccinated they're they're not they're not vaccinated and my sister is i mean you know what like they they don't they're they're pretty they love their jobs and they don't really complain about it right but i know that uh the amount of stress on them and on their colleagues is incredible uh especially if you have um you know a, a group of students who literally just I mean, teachers yeah. are always in a shitty situation, right? Uh, they can't really discipline anyone because the parents come and they're like, well, you should have never told my kid what not to do. <laughs> like, there's, they're, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place all the time because parents want teachers to basically discipline your kids. You don't want to teach your kids what not to do at home. So now you're stuck in a situation where most, maybe there's kids who aren't following the rules, but it's also just teachers amongst themselves, right? Like, you, mm-hmm. you really want that safety when you're forced to be around so many people no. all the time every day day in day out so well i don't know if i can find a teacher to join us um because they're all teaching <laughs> but yeah. certain but certainly um you know let me look into it maybe somebody from the manitoba teacher society would like to come on definitely if you can find somebody even mm-hmm. just i forgot his name but the, he's the president of the manitoba teachers i think he would have a lot of um at least to as at least tell us how we can help mm-hmm. as allies or supporters mm-hmm. Definitely. Because I don't even know how to help, right? And I don't no. know if any of us know how, what to do, so maybe he can give us direction of what, what they actually need. Okay. Well, that's my assignment for next week. Okay. Well, enjoy. Well, all of you here in Winnipeg, enjoy the snow. Cynthia, don't, don't even say about what flowers are in bloom. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy your Tuesday. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Allie, for coming on. Bye, Allie. Thanks, Bye-bye. everybody. Bye, Cynthia. Thanks, Bye, Susan. Bye, Bye-bye. Kristen. Bye, Charlotte. Bye, Cynthia. Bye, Rana.
for listening. This has been a production of iLikeHugh.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.